Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. To, to, to a live Long Ball Street podcast. How about that, Jim? It's exciting. Where's Matt? Matt is at a, I don't know, he's at some kind of like... He's doing stuff, isn't he? Character building thing. So we've changed up <laughs> we've changed up the Long Ball Street podcast. If you're listening to the audio, which you can do on SoundCloud and iTunes, then uh, this might sound a little bit odd to you. But um, yeah, we're recording live on YouTube. If you want to get involved in the live shows uh, going forward, you can do by subscribing to the Long Ball Street podcast. We're going to be reading comments. We've got Adam on the comments. How's it going, Adam? It's going good. Good. <laughs> Is it we've good? Got two comments. Two comments hey, so far. Come on, lads. Amazing. Uh, so, so get a couple of emojis, good. Um, so get on those comments and we'll be picking up the ways we, those we can. We've got lots to get through today. As you can see from the title, Lacazette is, uh, you know, which I'm not happy about, is apparently doing his medical at Arsenal at the moment. Um, we've got tons. Donnarumma signs for Milan after all the commotions. Mina Riola is a, he's a G when it comes to fleecing clubs for as much as he can. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a bit about that. the mental transfer fees that have been getting thrown around. How many of the Everton signings could get into a Liverpool side? They've spent more money than anyone else since January. Um, they? Yeah, They're not messing about Everton. They are absolutely not. John Terry goes to the Championship. We're going to talk a little bit about it. You know a lot about the Championship. I do, yeah. I mean, hopefully yep. past this season because uh, QPR are a third favourites to go down. Mm, currently. That, how does that feel? Well, I mean, Huddersfield, were, what are they supposed to finish last year? They're supposed yeah, but, to go down, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but we've got Holloway. <laughs> You've got Holloway. So, back in your box. Uh, yeah. QPR going down. Quite possibly. Mate, I bought you a fruity I dream. I bought you a fruity dream. dream. I don't even want you down, but you might. <laughs> Why don't you want QPR to go down? They're your rivals. Because it's fun playing them six points. <laughs> 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 He's a cheeky boy. Yeah, fun. we're... Um, uh, do you know what? I'm still... I'm ever the optimist for QPR. It is, and I'm nervous about this season. Some seasons you kind of go. I guess you're always nervous about it during the preseason when you truly think about it because you're allowed to kind of switch off for quite a while. Mm. But it, the onset of nerves has hit early this time, mm. and uh, I uh, we need to start well. It's yeah. such a tough league. There's so many big teams in there, like Aston Villa, like you're saying, who are able to spend the kind of money they are, and someone like John Terry. And we can't do that. Before we come to Lacazette, let's do John Terry now. £100,000 a week, mooted. Um, apparently there was an offer. Love that one. Mooted. Love mooted. Damn. Yeah. I yeah. mean, but it's, it's the correct word for the sentence. What, what uh, John Terry... Suit yourself. He's been offered, apparently he was offered a contract in the Premier League. Right. So, so we're guessing Bournemouth, are we? I'm thinking Bournemouth. Bournemouth. West Brom. West Brom. Uh, nah, smacks nah, of West Brom. Pulis would love him. I guess, you, yeah, it, anyone can give an offer, can't they? Yeah. It doesn't have to be a, a good fit. But it's clear, I, I think it was clear in, for Chelsea last season that he was out of his depth now, which... I mean, I don't buy that. Are you, are you subscribing to the cliche that he's, he's got a yard in his head? I mean, I think he's got a few yards in his head, but I think... I, I get a bit annoyed with the whole age thing. I think it's so... it's People are so quick to tip that way and go oh you're crap now yeah and I'm not sure I buy that I think he's because the year before he was I mean yeah Craig's in the building as well Craig doesn't like to be on camera but he can nod for me was he the year before that was he good enough John Terry John Terry uh, he's on his way out no one was in our team then season. it was Very a tough season but is he uh, you're, uh, in your vast knowledge of the championship is he going to be good enough? He will walk the championship. Really? He will be... If he, if he doesn't do well in the championship, it's because he's been let down by the players around him. He is, he, you know he's going to... 
you know he's going to put his body on the line. You know he's a good leader. You know he's brilliant with the ball at his feet, which people forget about a lot of the time. He'll need some protection, so he'll need a quick guy next to him. But, the, I mean, Steve Bruce... Steve Bruce was was a John Terry player. He's yeah. exactly the same kind of player. And if Steve Bruce can't get the right centre-back in place to go with him, in a Aston Villa team that they've already spent a hell of a lot of money, he's spent a hell of a lot of money, he should... He's a, he's made a massive mistake if he doesn't make it work with John Terry and that team in the championship. I think he should he should absolutely walk that league. There is a massive difference. Mm. There is a massive difference between the Premier League and the championship. And when you when you do get relegated from the Premier League, those first five games you do go. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not as quick. It's not as fluent. Um, it's a bit just a bit messier you can see that though from some, some strikers that come up through the championship into the Premier League David Nugent is yep. a good example yep. great smashed it yep. um, Jordan Rhodes Kevin Phillips he would like even at the age of no I know he scored he, he, he scored a lot a initially great yeah. seasons that... but then he would be 35 36 mm. still banging in goals in the championship but that step up to the Premier League is just mm. Because everyone's... I always think it's like... If you're like a League One player, you've got... You've got either like... You've got the brains and you've got the technique. But you won't have the pace and the height. Or something like that. Do you know what I mean? You'll have two of the four. Yeah. Championship, you'd have three of the four. And then when you get into Premier League, they've, they've, all, got the, they've all got it all. Mm. And so that's why even someone like Kevin Phillips has probably got two of those things. Or David Nugent, good example. It's got the height, got the finishing ability... Seems like a smart lad because he scored a lot of goals. Didn't have the pace. He hasn't got the pace. One in so one for England. Though. Can't do it. One in one for England. Yeah, which he stole. <laughs> he stole from Jermaine Defoe. Thief. Completely, absolute thief. Absolute thief. One one player that might give John Terry some jip in in, in the championship was one Tom Ince, who's signed for Huddersfield for eleven million pounds. Yeah. Um, good si- First off, good signing for Huddersfield. He kind of in, in, in around 2005, he was kind of touting himself around as a kind of top level player that he'd end up at one of Europeans, Europe's top clubs. Mm. And then, humble. This is just from what I picked up in the media, probably bollocks. But you know, humbled himself to go to Blackpool, uh, you know, and, and rebuilt himself under uh, under Derby and, and was a- did well. Derby, yeah, did well with McLaren. I saw him last year at Loftus Road. He was he was good. I think. He's another one, and this year you'll see this. I think you'll see this quite a few people at, in the Newcastle side. Someone like, um, forgive me if I get the name wrong, uh, is it Ayozi? Ayozi Perez, yeah. Too good, too good for the championship. Really? Way too good. Because Spurs were linked with him. But was he? But he was poor in the Premier League. Mm. He was very poor in the Premier League. So there is that chasm, like we were saying, that Tom Ince has been within. During his career, he has been too good for for the championship. He played in sort of a almost like a free role uh, for Derby. Someone like McLaren, obviously, is going to should be getting the best out of players like him because he does like to play free flowing football. Um, moving up to Huddersfield, it'd be interesting to see if he'll work hard enough mm. for them. Um, looks like they're getting Casey Palmer back again. Yeah, looks like they're getting uh, Aaron Moy. They have well, got Aaron Moy, haven't Aaron they? Eight million pounds, not bad. So they're starting to get some like. Decent players that Tomin should be getting. He's at the age where he should be stepping up now and actually being a because he's, he's clearly got you feel like he should be a Premier League player, yeah. But I guess he's in that role where you're you've got to be the difference. And so when you've got to be the difference for a Premier League team, that's a, that's a lot harder. But he needs to step up now. But I think that's a good buy part as well. Lots of money getting thrown around in the transfer market, loads. Um, I can't get my head around it. I know, I know. That the TV deals for the Premier League and, and, and the worldwide deals that came in for TV rights. <laughs> um, it makes you sick as your throat, this, doesn't it? <coughs> He's struggling. So James introduced what he calls the fruity dream to the podcast, which is a, a kind of very syrupy, very syrupy uh, uh, drink. Um, <coughs> so that's why we're drinking. And that's why Adam's coughing as well. Yeah. Adam's in because Adam got a fruity dream as well, and then dug out my football team. Tom, Tom, yeah, that was paid for. Mm. Yeah, uh, birds and that will be coming later. Mm. A lot of chat about. Is there an, birds is, and that in the comments? In the comments, in the YouTube comments. Again, being it, interrogated about my. Are you responding? Yeah, yeah, You've yeah. done it. Uh, quite a long chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I like this little community. 
Yes, no, there's good. Big up the uh, Long Ball Street community. Again, if you're listening um, on the podcast version of this, go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel and get involved in the comments. Um, a lot of fun to be had. Yeah, loads, so much money in, in, in the Premier League at the moment. When you've got players like Josh King, who's apparently being touted around for £30 million. That's 30 what, That's what Tottenham would have to pay. It would, would apparently express an interest. Um, Michael Keane signed for Everton, £30 million. Um, Ake going to Bournemouth for £20 million. These are significant amounts of money, but it's got a point now where we kind of... Everyone's just like, well, yeah, this is going right. Which one out of those three is most outrageous to you? Adam, shut up. <laughs> uh, Josh King. Josh King seems like the most outlandish one. Um, His face. It's uh, <laughs> most like a caught in wanking. <laughs> you ever been caught masturbating? Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, you've Burns, never been caught? Literally never been caught. Let us know in the comments if you've been caught before. It's... Uh, Honestly, the worst. It's clear that everybody does it. <laughs> it's, it's the not worst. It's the worst. It's clear everybody does it. Like anyone who says that they don't knock one out every now and then are liars. Absolutely to a T. Right. Even probably your mum and dad. Might even happen, right? Good luck to him. Good luck to him, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's got to get their rocks off. But getting caught is, is, is you know, it's terrible. Mm. Yeah, I've got a story which I won't tell on here, but when it's finished, let you know. Cool. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Apparently likes work on a live, can I just say that? So, yeah, if you haven't liked, if you're watching now, can you just like it? Because it'd be good to know if that, that works. If we get a thousand likes, then Craig will come on the camera. Okay. Yeah, £30 million. Pounds. <laughs> this, so this is the, the, the couple of, you know, the, the figures that get they're getting touted about. What, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with the money? Yeah, why, like, people got too much of it, haven't they? Clearly. Um, when when will it end? I remember we did um, we did a podcast with uh, Ian McIntosh, and he was adamant that like three years ago that this was like this bubble was going to burst. Like mm. there's going to get a point where people can't spend this amount of money and get away with it. It, it continues, doesn't it? I think the, I'd like to know what kind of amounts uh, are being spent in the other divisions, as in sorry, the other European leagues, because. I don't. I can't see that amount of money. Apart from say Juventus seem to be able to spend a decent amount of money. Yeah. The top top teams, um, mm. but a mid table team like Bournemouth, being able to spend twenty million on a defender, seems seems crazy. <coughs> I like Nathan Ake. I think he's a cracking buy if they can get him. And well, got... I, I feel like if you're a Chelsea fan, you'd be a bit disappointed that he's leaving because I think he's got the he's got the quality there. But. Mm. That seems a hell of a lot. But then I was more outraged by the Josh King one when you read them out. 30 mil. Yeah. That seems to be like the starting point. I think England, mil. certainly that, that point you made about Europe, England is seen as the kind of cash cow of, of, of I mean, it's the richest league. Mm. Uh, most money getting thrown about. Uh, the most expensive league to buy in terms of rights for overseas clubs. Um, actually, in America, they're, they're, um, they're, they're putting a paywall behind streamed games for, for American fans, NBC. Uh, it's cheap. It's fifty quid for a se- or fifty dollars for a season. Mm. But if you want to be able to stream games that are not being broadcast, then you've got to pay, and that's the first time that's happened. So, it's a massive, massive brand. It's a global brand now, and that's why the money should should we be should football fans be bothered? Okay, it's a different number. Does it does it really does it affect us? It, transfer fees, right? Mm. Nah, not really. Look, if you've got enough money, if you ain't bank bankrupt in your club, it doesn't really make much. Difference. There's like a thinly veiled, veiled insult the fans get. Oh, you paid down much for that? But it doesn't really matter. Mm. It's, I guess the only thing is that the you know that gulf between championship teams who've been spending a certain amount, or even even lower than that. You look at like League One <coughs> teams now. League One teams coming into their championship for them to be able to compete is really really difficult. Mm. The the gap between the gap between each division. The more money that goes into the Premier League, that's where football fans should be nervous. Because if you go down, yes, you have got those parachute payments, but QPR are a good example. Like we're running out of that now, and uh, we're in debt. <laughs> <laughs> how much? How much debt are QPR in? Ed? Two hundred thirty-five million. In all, all of the clubs, the top ten clubs in in the world that are in debt, where where are QPR? Fit. Is this true? Fit. Well, it's fake news. Hopefully. All right, Donald Trump. <laughs> I hope so. Um, Real, uh, Man United are the top. Can you can you pull it up, Ed? Yeah. What the? But that's that's my point. Is that I, I like to completely. I just live in denial with the money stuff with QPR because we we went for it, failed miserably, 
and now we're left in the situation that we're in but we continue to sort of it looks like we're trying to be a lot smarter we've got our chief executive was chief executive at Burnley and Southampton and kind of got them working how long has he been in place He's been there for, I think he's been there for two full seasons now. <coughs> so we're trying to spend money a lot lot more wisely now. But when you hear numbers like that, Cause you, got you worried, do really. get like, Yeah, you do get worried. Like this is like all jokes aside. Mm. You know, if you do go down this year and you're in that much debt, there's serious concerns like about yeah. the future of your club. Well, because the thing is that the, the money that you get in the Premier League and the money you get in the Championship, it's like, it's just different worlds. It's different worlds. So almost like staying in the championship for too long is is dangerous in itself. Unless you've got a model that really, really works. Like mm. I hate to say it, but Brentford have that model where they don't the players that they buy, they buy young and they always get a profit on them because so, they get their scouting right. Well, yeah, because they, they've got that sort of... They, the, is it the, the kind of money ball approach? Is that still yeah. a real thing at Brentford? Yeah. So this, for those that don't know, many people do, but it, <coughs> it's a way of acquiring players that are probably undervalued in the market. So they'll look at things like their statistical analysis, look at what they're really good at and apply that knowledge to their formations and, and tactics the within their need, teams yeah. and the squad they need. So while one player wouldn't be valuable at one club, they'd be very valuable to Brentford because he's... While his skill set isn't ginormous, the specific skills that he is good at works well for, yeah. for what they're trying to do, and that is a clever way of going about business. Yeah. And the way is the way that Huddersfield did it, where they they basically they got top quality loans in, mm. and I guess before that, more importantly, they got in David Wagner, who they knew they would would have those contacts, and also the parent clubs would be quite happy for them to to send their players to go to. And I think Brentford again have had that same thing where they've been able to get a Chelsea player or be able to get an Arsenal guy because because of that. And yeah. I think for QPR, our, our lot is uh, Spurs, it seems. Yeah. Got Chris Ramsey and Les Ferdinand, they've got links there. But that is your other way of getting up there. If you haven't got the money, get in, you need to get in three, four loans. Loans that are going to take you to the to that different level. And if, say, Huddersfield had not been able to sign, re-sign these guys, so be it. They've still made hundred and whatever it is million mm. by just being there even if they are the whipping boys for a season so yeah it puts them in a better position how does feel ads mm-hmm. what are those top 10 the top 10 yeah there's man united benfica inter milan valencia and qpr coming at fifth good man. company really <laughs> i mean yeah if you could be a massive club <coughs> brentford where are they do you know what i mean brentford. nowhere to be seen ambition um, Nicky, <laughs> Nicky from West Ham Fan TV wants to call it in. Does he wants he? to call the show. Yeah, tell, him to, tell him to call, call yeah, me. Bring call James. Me. First time he's ever going to call you in his life, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, Nicky's all right. <laughs> um, all right, before we take call, call in Nick now, and we'll 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 pick up. Yes. Um, so before uh, we do Lacazette after we speak to Nicky, um, and then we we'll maybe talk about West Ham and his. Uh, and the business they haven't done, like, much like Tottenham. Yeah, sounds good. Um, two have done some business, though. Everton, business. Everton Football Club, for the first... I mean, Everton fans must be over the moon. Yeah, I mean, it's, they've not messed about. Because the, under Kenwright, for so long, they were frustrated. Mm. Um, and, and he sold... I don't know how much he... I know he's involved in some fashion of running the club now, but it's, it, they've got new owners. Lots of money, yeah. apparently. Or at least they're spending and investing the money. They've got a new uh, stadium plans that are coming everything seems to be coming up roses from at the right time and yeah the personnel that they're bringing in are exciting as well you've got Koeman who yeah obviously that was last season but he's the guy who you're kind of like yeah like he he feels like an elite manager doesn't he so you bring him in so that's a great start for you but then the players that he's brought in I guess you're going to have to wait and see and hope that they step up to the level above but Pickford has been impressive so far if given the fact that Everton have spent so much money and probably will continue to spend. Is there legitimate cause to use the term top seven? Oh, it's God. Uh, do you know what? what? Craig uh, is right with this one. Craig says that it's it's not top seven because you can't get... Only the top six get into Europe. I guess what so it means... it should be just a top six. Well, no, it used to be just top four. Top six was that relevant and qualifying for the Europa League really isn't... is nothing at all. Uh, I haven't done it many times with Tottenham. There really isn't any much, there's not much to it. It's a really difficult competition to win. Top four is 
is essentially where where the money is. Mm. Not that it, I think everyone's got money now. Anyway, but what I'm saying is that top seven from a different perspective is that um, if we had my Champions League playoff places, top seven would work, and it would suit Everton down to the ground. Getting back to your point, I think you're right in saying that what we saw last year. I think if you see the same this year, which you would expect because of the amount of money that they spent and the players mm. that they've brought in, although saying that, it could go wrong. If you because they're going to sell Lukaku, could, yeah. that's a lot of goals. Mm. It's a lot of goals that go missing. What I'm saying is that it, what it says, it's essentially it's not about what you get in reward for that top seven. It's that seven clubs are breaking away. Yeah, <coughs> so it feels Miles like currently. Apart. Yeah, which is a more healthy position. But you're going to, off one season, aren't you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If we see it again with Everton, then then that is essentially a top seven. But that's more healthy than just having a top four, which for a long time is what it was with Liverpool, uh, Arsenal, Man United. All right, here he comes. Nicky Hawkins, West Ham Fan TV. How you doing, mate? Uh, first time called a long time listener. <laughs> exactly, up as loud as you can uh, be. Yeah. Hey, how you going, boys? Good, buddy, good. How are you, mate? Thanks for calling in. I'm good, yeah, I thought I'd... Oh, Paul Mainchin's trying to call as well. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Mainchin's trying to call as well. I'm going to... Um, what am I going to do? Just I'm gonna just not, that I'm going to... Yeah, just get Nicky back on. Right, what do I press? What do I press? Oh, God, this is pathetic. <laughs> Which one do you press? See, you don't know either. No. Yeah. All right, Nick, can you hear us still? Yes, mate. Go on, go. crack on. What do you want to speak about? No, I just want to know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Are you happy with West Ham's business so far? What business? Exactly. I'm not sure that we're in business. <laughs> what um, we were just talking about uh, Everton, actually, mate, and uh, they're them becoming part of what's going to be this new phrase of the top seven. Um, do you think that's something that's going to happen? And are you slightly envious of that? Do you know what? Um, there's been sort of like comparisons between us and Everton over the last few years. Uh, we've been sort of competing for the same transfer. People say we're on the same level. I- I'm not too sure that we're on the same level. I think Everton are just a little bit above us. But the business they're doing now, um, they- they're showing real intent. And, you know, they're-, they're-, they're, a- they're a big club. They're a sleeping giant. So I think if they carry on the way they are, you know, I- I'm not just talking about top seven. I think they should be looking to push for top four. They're a great club. Wow. So, what's the rivalry between West Ham and Everton? Because there's some weird rivalries in the world, but it, what's all that about? Why do you hate each other? I don't, no, I, I don't really hate, hate Everton. Um, it was this, this thing been rumbling on for a couple of years. Um, they, they think we're a small club. At, at the time, we were sort of like similar level. Um, they're one of these teams that say, oh, we won the league, but they won the league back 30, 40 years ago, which it comes a little bit irrelevant once the Premier League came along um, and knocked everyone else down a peg, you know. Um, but there is no rivalry in my eyes anyway. I, I, I like Everton as a club. Um, I like their fans. I think they're a, a similar sort of club to us. But um, they've got they've got the potential to, you know, because of their history, they've got the potential to step on. And I hope they do, because they're one of the, one of the good clubs in the world. Um, and uh, one last one on uh, on West Ham then. Um, all being well, on August twelfth, if you could sign one player, who would that one player be? Oh, I think it'd best to be Hernandez. Hernandez. Um, yeah. Yeah, Hernandez, the Chicharito, the guy who's Man United. Um, is it fantasy or is it reality? It'd obviously be messy if it was fantasy. But, um, <laughs> no, but I mean, it, realistically, I'd like to see Hernandez. Um, it, there's, been, there's been talks today between the two clubs. Uh, apparently, got a thirty million pound release clause, which you know, in today's market, that's, that's nothing, is it? You know, that's that's chump change. Um, someone has proven to score goals in the Premier League. Uh, someone has done been there, done it before at the top. Um, uh, yeah, it'd be my ideal signing, and I'd like to see Giroud as well. I think if we get them two, I think we're in business. Nicky, there's obviously the, the big reports that Lacazette's currently doing a medical at Arsenal's ground, um, which would probably free up Giroud for a move. What, what do you think Lacazette will do in the Premier League? I think he'll bust it up, mate, to be honest. Uh, to be honest, um, with Arsenal, I think they've, just, they've got Alexis, but they've just lacked that out and out goal scoring, you know, someone who plays up top as a natural position. Um, he's got all the attributes. He's, he's, he's quick, he can score 
All right, thank you for... <laughs> He's devastated. <laughs> yeah, that's not what he wanted to hear. <laughs> he wanted to hear some happy news. <coughs> Thanks a lot, uh, Nicky, for calling in. Thanks, Nicky. We've got lots of other callers we need to get to, so uh, we're going to have to let you go there, mate. But thank you. <laughs> Thanks for calling, mate. I'll speak to you soon. I'll be doing it, mate. Cheers. Bye. Bye. All right. Um, Paul, if you, uh, they, they, the Redmen feel uh, deeply hurt by our rejecting their they call. But obviously... No, they're the, second in line. You're going to have to wait your turn. Sorry. Um, but yeah, by, by all means, call back, lads, and we might speak to you if we can be bothered. Uh, Lacazette, so um, did, I'm... Was Nicky farting during that? <laughs> it did sound a bit like that. Uh, Lacazette uh, is... Um, he's a good player, isn't he? I'd, I don't... I think he's good. Yeah. He is good, right? I don't think he's the answer. I don't think it's like you get Lacazette and that changes everything. Giroud gets in the French team ahead of him. That is a good point. People like people have to calm down a bit. Do I think so. Like Moussa Sissoko gets in the French team. He should well. He's just not. Yeah, because he's got a manager that believes in him there. Yeah, Spurs hasn't got a manager who believes in him. No one believes in him. I don't <laughs> <laughs> either. But well, look. My point is, is that, and I and I know the French squad is ridiculous. Like they've got unbelievable players. Yeah. If it was Mbappe. Then I would have gone. Okay, right. You're gonna. You got a massive shot now to win the league in the next couple of years because the teams that the the teams that win leagues, they've got. They have that talisman up front. That guy who does it for you. And they Arsenal had that last year. Mm. They had. They had Sanchez. He scored 24 goals. He had a silly amount of assists. They kind of had that. It was the other guys that let them down. Mm. So if you take away Sanchez, if Sanchez does go, um. There's still problems there. The same problems exist. Mm. So it's he's not, not the answer. A bad quartet, though, is it? If, if you've got, even if you've got Giroud to stay, but if you've got Sanchez, you've got Ozel, you've got Lacazette up front. Yeah, and I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit, but he hasn't. The French league is not the Premier League. He hasn't done it in the Premier League either. No. He's got a great goal scoring record, brilliant goal scoring record, and I, I expect him to score a lot of goals because he'll be playing with better players. Mm. But it is a tougher league, a very different league. Uh, Atletico Madrid have got an incredible record of signing forwards. Like if you look at their forwards, they, they lose amazing forwards and they just seem to find ways to replace them. And the fact that their scouts had a deal in place for Lacazette and obviously their transfer ban was put in place and meant they couldn't sign him suggests to me that. They don't get it wrong. That's true. They've got a great track record. Who have they got? Like, who's been over the Aguero, Mandzukic, uh, Forlan, Forlan, Jimmy Ford Hasselbank back in the day, Christian Vieri, Falcao, Falcao, God, Torres, Torres. Torres. Yeah, he came through, didn't he? Griezmann. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> they, they but, might... yeah. But uh, look, it's, it's something to be excited about. If you're an Arsenal fan, like we, we spoke about it the the other day, didn't we? That you've got to be infuriated with the way that Arsenal have done their transfers and you see everyone spending loads of money and it's yeah. like going shopping isn't it it's exciting when you've got a bit of cash and you can buy what you want Yeah. and when you're not you kind of it just feels boring and stingy and they've done that for too long um, so buying someone like him is, is really exciting for them and he's if, clearly good if they do lose Sanchez does this transfer mean what does it mean because you kind of need them together surely Ozil as well I think you want them together Arsenal fans, yeah. But I think the fact is, is that well, and so Sanchez has said, "I know where I'm, I know what I'm doing, but I can't tell you." <laughs> Which is weird, isn't it? No, well, I think he just wanted probably to get through the Confederations Cup, but and well, he just didn't want the hassle. Yeah, you don't want hassle because the hassle comes when you say I'm not staying. If yeah. he says I'm staying, there's no hassle in that. It's just loads of people going good. Yeah, true. But unless he's in still in negotiations with Arsenal, and that's why he wants to not say anything I think you're right it's like Wenger we knew he was staying because he wasn't saying anything yeah. so with Sanchez you feel like he's going isn't he because he's not saying anything so I I feel like Sanchez will go I think it'd be silly for him <laughs> not to go if he's not going to sign a contract you have to sell it you have to sell it yeah. you should have sold him in January I, I mean the fact that Arsenal got to this position again to a year left on the contract with both Ozil and, uh, and Sanchez is ridiculous I, I, I can't believe this has happened to them again yeah, I think part of it is is down to. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sanchez is... Greed's a harsh word, but he, he wants a lot of money. I yeah. think he's been offered 250 That's a lot of money a week. <laughs> so he could have taken it by now. I feel like Arsenal probably offered him as much as they feel like they can do. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't, it doesn't feel like he wants it. If he was an Arsenal fan... How would you feel if Sanchez moved to Manchester City? I think you'd know why. Two reasons, Guardiola and money. He's going to give him the cash. He's going to give him... He'd get silly, silly money. Mm-hmm. Um, would you, how would, would you, I feel if I was an Arsenal fan? Would you think Snake? I think you... I think you're off. It depends on, your, on the, way, the way you are. But I, I think you could, you could feel like you understand that he felt let down... Yeah, and then okay, it was too late. Or you should just go. Look, we'll find another superstar because we're Arsenal. A snake? Oh, no, I won't go that far. Few people in the comments are not happy with us suggesting that Sanchez could move to a Premier League rival. One man even said he's logging off. So, um, <laughs> what? And why? Why is that offensive? I think um, who's got the most money? China or or Premier League clubs? Yeah. The Bayern Munich, they haven't got the money. No. So I don't, I don't know why he's getting annoyed. Well, he just, he is. He's well, that's, yeah, he's a prerogative, that's fine. But I, I guess when people are talking about your own team, you don't necessarily see it in, in a way that's completely yeah, of course, fair yeah. and biased. And when I'm talking about Arsenal, I can't claim to be anything other than completely biased. Mm. But as Ball Street is made up of genuine football fans who hate other football clubs, I think that's fair. There's, there's I, am, I don't, huh? A lot of people saying the French league's very good. And the last three PSA player of the year have come from France. Oh, very good shit. stat. That is a good stat. Kante, Mahrez, Hazard. The, the, the world's going mad about Mbappe at the moment. You know, like I said, I said that. I said the French squad is is a joke. It's like the there's French so much though, quality there. But I don't, yeah, there's there's got to be a reason why. Actually, I'm killing myself now. And I know PSG and Monaco have stepped up to the plate in the last last two years. Yeah. I still Maybe. think I still think you'd struggle to say that the quality throughout the Premier League is is not higher than than um, the French league. Mm. I think you could say different about maybe the Spanish league, definitely. Yeah. But French league, I feel a bit differently. That's, That's my key. opinion, anyway. Have you found any questions? Anything you yeah, want? Yeah, yeah. Go on and get, um, get us a couple from the comment section. Right, Ashke Arvad says, "Do you think Huddersfield will stay up?" No. Uh, Ashke Ahmed, thank um, I, you. Do you know, do you know what? Just a serious, a serious answer. I would say um, Wagner has shown an amazing tactical aptitude to get them up to the Premier League with the squad that they had. As Matt said about fourteen hundred times, I've got it stapled into my brain. Sixth lowest budget in all of the uh, Championship for wages. He's done incredible work with a limited squad. What's he going to do when he has players that can actually? Uh, kind of play a, a more attractive and, and, and attacking brand of football if he has that in his locker. Mm. So we'll see. I think 
I mean, we've seen teams like Blackpool previously, Bournemouth, everyone wrote them off and they did good because at the time they had the right infrastructure and in Bournemouth, in Eddie Howe, they have a great manager. So if Wagner is the real deal, then perhaps he can keep Huddersfield up. My gut feeling, as always, with teams that come up is that they'll go down. I think that I'm impressed by the midfield. That, that, well, they had a great midfield last year. That is a Premier League midfield. The defence is not good enough at the moment. They need to buy some players who are going to who are going to be able to keep them up and I think maybe the full backs one of the full backs the right back I forget his name now he I like him um, but I feel like yeah, the back four is maybe not strong enough for me uh, for them to deal with the kind of currently absolutely to deal with the the strikers that they're going to come up against like this isn't like this isn't <laughs> Matt Smith of QPR you're coming up against now it's it's Firmino it's Aguero it's Kane it's these guys yeah. so defensively I think that's where they'll struggle and they had a minus goal difference last year as well so the defence didn't do overly well in uh, in the championship so I think that's what will probably cost them but you never know I just want to pick up on Everton because we did start talking before Nicky called in um, if any of the Everton boys are watching and they want to call in we'll pick up we promise um, <coughs> so they spent uh, £100 million as we said they've signed Pickford Sandro Ramirez, um, who's uh, good, was he good at uh, set pieces, yeah? Good, good, good at goals. Kicks, good at the goals, is he? Good the He's good at the goals. He's the goals, he's the guy. Uh, we've got Klaas in the Ajax, who was, I, I think, in quite a limited Ajax team from what I saw in the Europa League last season, was one of the standout players. And um, on a Yakuro. <laughs> Although he's going back to loan, <laughs> he's going back to loan to uh, Anderlecht. <laughs> Uh, for this season but his goal record is pretty insane But and, and Nias um, has come back as well <laughs> yeah he has come back proved himself at Hull yeah. I thought back in your box and, yeah. uh, and obviously Michael Keane so Liverpool fans are, yeah. they, what they're saying is that not one of those players would get in the Liverpool side despite Everton spending £100 million Michael Keane would Jordan Pickford would so let's deal with Sorry. Keane you're going to get crucified now I feel free like, this is my opinion I'm not going to Sorry, yeah, can't. You say what you want in the comments. <coughs> uh, you know, doesn't affect this him. This is my opinion. This is and this is a neutral <coughs> opinion because I don't care. I really don't care. A few questions coming in from Flav about Spurs, saying, "Are you worried about the transfer window so far, and where do you think you'll finish next season?" Are you worried about the transfer window? Can, can I say in a second? Can yeah. I say in a second? I am worried, but can, but um. Michael King would would get in ahead of Matip, um, Lovren, and Lovren. Both yeah. of them have been playing well. Nah, Matip's good. Mm. Matip is good. Lovren is he's good too. But I like Michael King, and I would put Michael King ahead. Of him. All right, uh, RJS ninety six says fuck off, James. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pickford though, I'm hundred percent agreed with. There was a time where Liverpool didn't know where they were coming or going with their with their goalkeepers last season, Karius and Mignolet, for the vast majority of his career at Liverpool, he's been suspect, right? I know he had a brilliant end to the season, last eight games, which forced him somehow into our team of the year. Which I feel affected our views as the series went on. Because <laughs> people saw that, and that was like, that yeah. was a step too far. Yeah, it was a step too far. But um, Pickford was absolutely superb in a very, very bad Sunderland defence. Yeah, I've, well, I guess... Th- the one thing you can say about Pickford is that he's a little bit um, he's behind the curve on on say Karius for example who had done really well in the Bundesliga is I'm sure is a good goalkeeper but in the Premier League last season really struggled so much so that he got dropped good looking and, great looking guy he got brought in because Mignolet wasn't good enough yeah. so Mignolet came back and did well that's great but that doesn't mean that he wasn't a failure before that. Mm. So you've got to kind of remember both. Again, again, they're not awful, but they're not amazing. So Pickford, at this moment in time, is probably... Yes, Craig? Mignolet kept Sunderland in the <laughs> Premier League when he was there. Pickford got them relegated. Pickford, Pickford got them relegated. Because you didn't hear That's that. Craig true. said Mignolet kept Sunderland in the Premier League and Pickford got relegated. There we go, Jim. Yeah. Look, I just feel like Pickford has been impressive up to now. Mm. And I think if... If he was in that squad of three, I reckon he might be ahead of the other two. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, I agree. I'd, I'd take Pickford in there, one hundred percent. But well, the problem say, is, what are people saying? People digging me out. <laughs> <laughs> Come no, on, you're, you're so right. I can take it. I thought you didn't care. 
Yeah. I don't care. I just, I'm intrigued. Um, I the the, yeah, the problem they've got is that they've got to spend they've got to spend big on players that probably might not get into other teams in the top four. But in order to bridge that gap, they've got to take a punt. No one knows if Klaassen is going to be the bullets, but he could well be. And it could be that they have to fend off transfer bids from other bigger clubs. Spurs had that for a long time when we were trying to get break into that top four thing. Yeah, we, yeah. You know, we were forced to sell Carrick, Modric, Berbatov. These are all players that we took a punt on before anyone else. We had to pay, spend big on them in the hope that they turned mm. decent. And at the time, we signed Berbatov. And I'm sure Arsenal fans and, and Liverpool fans at the time would say, oh, yeah, he'd never get in our side. When Berbatov's one of the most graceful, skillful players to ever play in the Premier League. So it's it, Everton are in that position. They have to punt now. And I, I I wouldn't get too wound up if I was an Everton fan. No, I think they're making the move and time will tell. Well, yeah. you know, Pickford might not might not come to be uh, have as good a career as Mignolet or Carriers because Mignolet could prove me wrong in the next season. Mm. But you're right. It, you're buying those... And Liverpool have done the same thing. They've bought a lot of players who were good at Southampton and go, can this guy make the step up? And it turns out sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. Mm. So you keep the ones that can do it, you get rid of the ones that, that can't. But what's good <coughs> is that Everton are spending that money and, and showing, the, showing the ambition. It's exciting for them. Uh, to respond to that question earlier about Spurs, yeah, I mean, naturally, I am a little bit nervous. There's a long way to go. The, the transfer window's only been open. I think people are getting days. nervy way too early, basically because there's not a major tournament. Yeah, but to you kind do. of like get you because major tournament ends what July 10th, something like that. Yeah. So then you start to worry about it. So we're not even in on July 10th, are we? Mm. So I, just, I guess though, it's but fine. it's harder to sign players during. Now you'd assume that. I think it's a fan's assumption that when you're pl- when then when you're, when you're not signing players that the club aren't doing anything, <laughs> like they're just sitting around like Daniel Levy's going. Yeah, the stadium be built Nintendo Switch build it quicker he's just staring out of his window looking at the builders going fucking build it quicker <laughs> instead what he's actually doing is talking to a property. build my cheese room yeah um, <laughs> where's the skywalk I want to walk anyway I, I, I think I think he's he's obviously going to be busy he's got a, we've got a scouting <laughs> network we've got lots of stuff going and on and everyone needs a holiday the problem is everyone needs a holiday the problem is um when you don't hear information, you're assuming that nothing's going on. You're assuming the club are not trying to sign players. Signing, a, we, we did a podcast with a, a, a guy called Daniel Gee, um, and he talked about how how difficult and how complicated a transfer of a, of a player is, especially if there's multi, multiple clubs, especially if you're a club like Tottenham where you're trying to, and Arsenal and Liverpool and all of the, the top clubs in the league are trying to buy players that have image rights, um, they have uh, potential interest from other clubs. It's really hard to get this stuff over the line. Mm. So, in the most instance, unless you're going in big and you're willing to splash loads of money and convince people that that, that you're more serious than everyone else, then um, chances are going to take time. That said, I do want to see players come in the door. I, I do want to see how look how we're going to prepare for next season. We've got a great first eleven. We haven't got a great squad. It is a concern. We're going have into. Have you not got a great squad? How bad is your squad? I Comparatively think, to other Premier League clubs, it's a good squad. But yeah, I think you're in a. I think Spurs are in a space where they can go. They can wait because because for you to improve the first eleven, if you keep Carl Walker and people like that, they, there's not too many tweaks you need to make. You were close. Mm. So whereas Everton needed to to buy all these players, they needed to get these guys if they want to make that jump. So they are moving a bit quicker. Yeah. Anything else at at the moment? Um, Come back to that. Third of fans uh, watch streams illegally. You, what camera are we on? Wide. Wide. Stop watching streams illegally. There's four of us in here. One of us is doing the dirty on the Premier League. Is that you, Craig? (laughs) Craig, turns out it's Craig. Craig, danger. Um, Scumbag, Craig. You scumbag. You know it's going to affect our football. Yeah. Um. QPR in debt, you know. <laughs> Could have had a bigger parachute payment. Obviously, Sky Sports are going to be worried about this. The Premier League are going to be worried about this. The advent of technology and the internet and the fact that worldwide rights meant that there are so many streams out there that can be grabbed. It's inevitable to play it. People that don't want to spend the money it costs to watch Premier League through the television. Mm. What can they do about it? Uh, this is my who, Sky? Yeah, what can Sky the Premier League do? They can't shut the streams down because they would have done if they could. People, if they don't admit to it openly, 
aren't gonna um, aren't gonna stop watching it once the doors shut. Mm. Um, I can't think of a way that Sky can't can, can uh, and the Premier League can stop this from happening unless they just right. reduce. I think they. Uh, is this the moment? Is this the bubble? Is this where the bubble bursts with with football? Maybe. Is this yeah. It? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it is because I think you've seen that with you've seen that with television as a whole is that people they want to watch what they want to watch when they want to watch it with no adverts or with very few adverts yeah. and so that's why there's, there are there are certain aspects of television which will always be okay to a point um, and one of those the bedrock of that was live television it was live events that's why people spend a hell of a lot of money on say an X Factor because although you can watch it later you want to vote and be a part of it and it's an appointment to view for your whole family to get around and watch something then you've got to be there at that time and watch it there yeah but with the way that technology is the streaming is a massive problem for them because you can be anywhere and you can watch it on your phone apparently <laughs> so let us uh, let us know in the comments below or, or the side as it is now um why do you watch streams what why what is it about um about football on the telly that means that you'd rather go on your computer screen or use a device that you plug in via a USB stick. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. So um, I think the future just today is I think. Will, so we'll read some of that if you gather the comments. Ed. I th- I think there's yeah these the, it will become pay per view on online things like the hub and stuff like that. I think you'll get to a point where you have to you'll probably have to pay to have those things because people are finding those other ways and then the. Um, they will they will spend more and more money trying to kind of shut these things down sooner or later money normally wins out and the top guys normally win out and so although we don't obviously know the way that they, they're going to stop these streams yeah they'll I feel like they will I wouldn't be surprised if someone found a way for it for them to yeah for them to win RGS 96 he says I used to we used to watch streams but now TV has won him over why? I know, I know, and now TV is it's kind of you can pay for a day pass. You don't have to pay for all of the football. You can only watch your teams if you want. But let, let us know in the comments below what why is now, why is now TV won you over? Because I, I think broadcasting has to uh, change. It has they have to change with what's happening in the world. Otherwise, they're going to lose out. Well, it's easy to get a TV season. Uh, well, not all the teams are broadcast, so you know you can't watch any team at any time. But I think that's probably what it's going to be. They'd, they'd need to negotiate ways with clubs to, so that you can watch every single game that your team plays, mm-hmm. and you pay for that, and, and, and a fair price for that. I mean, if someone said you have to pay hundred pounds, and then you can watch any one of your your teams bro- your games broadcasted, I probably would do it. Well, I mean, so you've got. Like uh, like Stu, Stu the owner is Rangers fan, so he'll he'll watch on Rangers TV. They put the full game up on at midnight, and so he'll just watch the game then. So I think people would do that in the short term. What you're going to see is the money's going to. So the way it works is if if people aren't watching it, then the advertisers are paying less for it, and so then there's a cycle of the money going out, and then you haven't got that huge amount for them to 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 buy buy the rights for it and that's where the money might drop down so yeah. it could be the teams that go go for it too much in the next two years three years if the next Premier League deal is bad it's those ones who could be in a, a massive amount of trouble <clears throat> if they go for it and, and get it wrong like it feels like Villa have gone for it mm. and they need to get it right this year because yeah, first so- year you can go for it second year you need to start looking at what you're doing. Mm. Third year, well, yeah, that's QPR. We've got play- we have none of those players that you saw three, four years ago. Yeah, and I, and I don't know how valuable the next deal is going to be from from from, from the TV. It has to company. go down for me. If that's if the if the money that they're getting is coming from that. Yeah. I guess the only the other thing is that you've got different revenue streams, so you could change the data a bit, and you can go. You're not your audience isn't just a TV audience anymore. It's it's your Sky Go audience as yeah. well. So. Maybe that's what's retaining the numbers that they need mm. to keep the advertisement money up. But then again, people don't watch it. They don't want to watch ad- uh, adverts. Yeah. So, it's, well, yeah, it's fascinating. Well, 2.8 2. million was the highest number of people watching a Premier League game in the last three seasons. 
do you know what game it was? 2.8 million. 2.8 million, yeah. And to give you a clue... Iceland. No, no, it was a Premier League game. Oh. To, to give you a clue, it was hyped to the most extreme for no real reason. Uh, Red Monday. Red Monday. No, I remember it though, no, Red Monday. Yeah. Wow, I mean, what a game. A great bit of marketing, a great bit of marketing. Um, do you remember Claret Monday? No. West Ham Burnley. Um, was it West Ham Burnley or was it West Brom Burnley? Big one. We called it something, we took the, we took the mick out of it. Um, that was the biggest, and you remember the push around it. Huge, huge push. And, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it was a massive game, turned out to be a poop. But, you know, it's, it, you, they can't do that. They can't hype up every game like that. And if, if those are the sort of figures that they're, they're, they're striving for, then, uh, you know. I mean, RJS96 just responded and, and he said that he can't deal with the faff of, of using streams. You know, there's problems with buffering. But again, that, that's going to become an issue of the past. It's not going to be a problem sooner going later, forward. Yeah. Sooner or later, that's going to be figured out. So um, it's a weird one. But the one in three currently... Know that you're damaging football that you love. I don't know what camera I'm on, but you're damaging football. Are we? No, I don't. I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm mucking about. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think you have to worry too much that's about the, it. Again, that's, I don't think that's you're, our problem. You're damaging a, a broadcasting company's ability to make money. You're affecting the amount players can earn. You're affecting probably the kind of players in the long run that your club will be able to attract. But it's still your football club. You're still going to love it as much. Less money in the game doesn't mean you get a worse product you're not going to I tell you it is going to affect a little bit those that don't go to games because I think if you have to watch football if you're forced to if you, you know if you fall in love with a football club if you fall in love with Liverpool and you happen to live in the States it's unfortunate for you because you can't get to the game mm. as much but there's so so, so yeah, how good your team is, is is really important because your happiness is dependent on the success of the football team but when you go to the games as you know better than anyone there's more to it than your team being good. Yeah. Well, yeah, you get too far in, don't you? <laughs> You're yeah. just stuck. Just stuck going again and again and again. Yeah, so for me, it doesn't... Yeah, it's not going to affect the way You're I still enjoy my get, football team. Yeah, you, I mean, you go with your old man, you go to football, and, and there's more to it than just the players. In, and, and that's the same for me at Spurs. I mean, I'm enjoying Tottenham currently, but I've loved going to Spurs my entire life. And less money in the game for me, it actually sees the, the game shift again towards the match day going fan... And their money that they pump in becomes important again. Yeah. So it is swings and roundabouts. We'll see how we go. Anything else? Adski. Um, a few people have suggested setting up um, a sort of YouTube Netflix system by the Premier League. Um, I'm not sure whether that would work. YouTube Netflix. <coughs> so you like, watch all the games. Yeah, so you sort of select the games. What, not live, but, but watch them play back up um, later? I'm not sure. Do, do, you ever, do you ever watch games played back? Ever? I, uh, I, do you ever sit down? I watch last? extended highlights. Yeah, never I want to sit yeah, down. I watch the whole thing. You find out the result. Unless you, Craig loves it, don't you? Yeah. Chelsea Reading number twenty-three. Is it Chelsea Reading number twenty-three? Wasn't mine. Wasn't mine. Just watched it. <laughs> watched it. Bloody hell. The whole thing. Craig just watched it. Loved yeah, it. He loves football. Bloody loves football. Um. All right. So uh, before we, how long we've we been running? Fifty-two. All right. We'll wrap it up. I no, think. What about birds and that? Yeah, I'm coming to it. I'm coming to it. People have been waiting for birds and that. Uh, it's everyone's favourite bit. But despite us being a football a football channel, uh, what people mostly want to know about is Adam's love life, <laughs> which is going swimmingly. Yeah, isn't it, Adam? It is. It's going well. It's going well. Um, what have you been up to? <laughs> Do you want to say on camera? Yeah, third third date with Tinder girl. First date with Tinder girl. Tinder girl, <laughs> girl nice. Right. Successful again. Sweet. Where'd you Where'd you go? <laughs> we went to a bar in Portobello. Oh uh, yeah. Trailer happiness. Caribbean thing cocktail bar. Nice. nice. Good shout for a date. Ads. Ads. Do you feel a pressure on the third date? Because the third the first date's like, you know, you're a good looking chap. It, you know, even if you have a pint in front of her, she's gonna think, well, I still want a bit, right? Second date is like a pint in front of her. What do you mean? It, what is it courteous to have a pint in front of a, a lady when you go on a pint uh, a night out? So oh right, if she'd ordered first, a pint. Is no, that what you meant? No, no, I'm saying like if I, if you're my girlfriend, right? Because right. <laughs> it would be this way. You are pretty <laughs> enough, right? If you're if and and I, I bought a pint. Yeah. Is that an acceptable thing to do on a date? What a Caribbean cocktail bar seems silly. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, I so, don't, yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, it depends where you are. Are you in the pub or you're allowed to buy a pint? Sometimes, you've got sh- sometimes if you're a smaller man, maybe a slightly feminine looking man, <laughs> it's best to buy a pint. <laughs> <laughs> you buy that Chardonnay, then she's, you know, she thinks, is there a, is he got, you know. Yeah. So up to you, horses of course. <laughs> Yeah. You, uh, would, would, you, would you say, James, would you say you as a good gateway for women that perhaps have a, a leaning towards other women, but they don't want a manly man, they want like, they want because a good Literally a gateway. <laughs> uh, I have, yeah, those things have happened in the past. Sure. Uh, people have said I don't like a chubby lesbian in the comments. So maybe there's some synergy there. I don't know. Possibly. Adam. Uh, you talk about uh, pressure on the third day. Yeah. Is, there, is there more pressure knowing that you've got to do an update later that week on Birds and um, No, I normally block it out. I just start getting nervous when Bab looks over. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you, do, you do it very well. Uh, yeah, you do it well, and everyone loves it, and it's all it's all positive, mate. You know, no one's trying to trip you up yeah. here. We just want to know how you do it. Be good to know. Um, yeah, in the comments, any tips for Adam for date four? People talk about date three a lot. If there's a fourth date. Then what? Haven't you set the bar quite high with Portobello Road yeah. ca- Caribbean Cocktail Lounge? Yeah. yeah. I think Are you going to trump that? Was it an expensive I mean, night? I have to trump that. I'm it's not... like a couple of good ones at the start and then it's like, you know, you can take your foot off the gas. Na- yeah, na- yeah. Now you're going to take you it down. Yourself the... a bit of goodwill. The Crown and Scepter. Yeah. yeah. For, yeah. A, for a lock-in. <laughs> Netflix and chill, isn't it? Has she met your mates yet? Nah. When's that? Whoa, Flav. Whoa. Oh, that? whoa, 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 sorry. Steady, he's only had three dates. It's not your girlfriend. Unbelievable. Just, she's just yeah. some girl. Just some girl. <laughs> Any questions for Adam in in the comments before before we wrap up? This is your opportunity. I'm not sure. How, I mean, if let us know if if you enjoyed the, the the live aspect to this show. First time we've done it. A little bit nervous coming on. Um, let us know by hitting the like button. Yeah, please hit the like button because that that helps, doesn't it? And yeah. it doesn't affect the algorithm next time. So algo crew, get involved. And um, maybe they should hit that notification bell in case we go live again. Yeah. It's a little, uh, especially on mobile, I think. I'm not sure if they've got it on the desktop, but definitely on mobile they have a notification bell. Yeah. If you click, it'll let you know when we're going live so you can get your birds and that update yeah. straight I'll, off the bat. I like this one. Fluffy Foreskin, he says, James looks like a male prostitute. I don't know what a male prostitute looks like. You look like one, Jim. Right. And uh, the other one said, is your T-shirt going to burst? My T-shirt? I think they've noticed that you've been... Uh, yeah, there's been some a few comments about the gun. Oh, cheers, yeah. cheers, guys. Gun show. Yeah, but yeah. But you, they have to pay extra if you. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sure. not a male prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, getting uh, trying to get in shape for uh, the wedding. Um, actually, uh, I was chatting to Craig about it, who used to have a subscription <laughs> with Joe Wicks for fifty quid a month. <laughs> and they talk about your nutrients and macros. Fifty quid a month. It's a lot in it. Does seem a lot. That's a lot. But I mean, <laughs> that completely that's not months. even. I mean, you learn about your macro nutrients. Oh, yeah. Joe Wicks. Joe Wicks says, "I am using Joe Wicks videos to try and get in shape for the wedding." He's a bastard, isn't he? He's living the dream. Look at him. He's fucking good. He's good looking. I bet he's really muscly and fit. Women want to bang him. <laughs> in his videos, right? Yeah. He, he, he's doing it essentially in an office meeting room, a lot of his things. And I always wonder, is he sharing that office space with other people? And if it's like just an accountancy place, so there people coming in for meetings, you've got this blood, you can just see this hairy bloke yeah. like, jumping up and down. Looking at, yeah. looking at your women. Just hearing him going, ah. Oh, because he does that with if, his abs and stuff. Joe Wicks walked in, would you be a little bit like wary about... Like having your missus round with him. Uh, Would any part of you go stay away? Yeah, a little bit. The one thing, does he need to wear Under Armour all the time? I don't like people who wear Under Armour outside of working out. And I've seen him on other things and he's wearing Under Armour. There's no need for it. I like the, the quality of the comments coming in about where Adam should take her next shows probably the age of our of our audience. McDonald's been thrown around a couple of times. Um... Get the bus there, and normally on the back of the ticket of the bus, it's like a one ninety nine thing. Uh, which is a great way to end. <laughs> Unless, is any any questions for you, Ad? Any questions for me? All right, well let's wrap it up. All right, fantastic. Thank everyone for for joining us. Uh, if it's something you want to see us do again, uh, let us know in the comments. Again, hit that like button, and remember to subscribe uh, because without you, like. Just blokes. Just blokes chatting in a room. Talking Madness, about football. Yeah. I don't even like football that much. It's alright. Nah, it's good.
Ende. Das war jetzt. Vanilla Kai. Oh ja, oh ja. Sweet. I enjoyed it. It's around 200. Consecutively. Alright. <laughs> so much more. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.